Welcome to Entrepreneurs in Action, the series where we hear from entrepreneurs from all over the world on how they bring success to their clients and build their own success in the process. I'm your host, Warwick Merry from warwickmerry.com. Now let's get straight to it and hear from our next Entrepreneur in Action. Welcome back to another exciting edition of Entrepreneurs in Action. Today I have with me the lovely Lisa Wren. Hi, Lisa. I am well, not as well as you, and I'm a bit scared because today we're going to be talking about how we can turn diet failure into weight loss success. Now, if anyone's ever uh, seen a picture of me, they'll know that I am a nutritional overachiever, Uh, so I'm looking forward to find out some about this myself. And the lovely Lisa is svelte and very well-toned and looking gorgeous, as usual. So (laughs) she doesn't know what to say to that. So... Lisa, let's let me just cover uh, a bit of background first. You know what? There's plenty of people out in the marketplace saying, "Oh, I can help you lose weight and lose weight now." Ask me how. Why should we listen to you? What's your expertise? Thanks, Warwick. Look, I guess um, as far as diets and people wanting to to lose weight, I think that the quick go to is go to and have it do a diet. Mm. And I guess what I've actually found over the years is that it doesn't work. You can diet for about six weeks and then then it all goes back on again. And, yep. and so you change nothing. So I guess as a dietitian, when I started out about 14 years ago, I, I fell into the same trap and thought, okay, you know what? Here, this is what you should do. Mm. Go away. They'll come back and I'd say, how you go? And they're like, oh, not so good. Didn't change anything. So I kind of was thinking, right, I, there's there's something missing here. People actually know what they should be doing. Mm. It's actually the, how am I going to make this happen? How am I going to actually get it into a long-term solution? Yeah. So I started thinking and helping people to actually discover what their bad habits were, right. uh, how to overcome them, yes. and how to actually just keep that motivation going right. for the long term. So right. it's about sort of getting that 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 simple plan that that is possible to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what sort of results have you had with some of your clients? So actually the last um, couple of weeks after Christmas has been really lovely because I've got a chance to, to catch up with a lot of my clients over Christmas. And so normally at a time where they were all putting on weight, mm-hmm. they either stayed the same or mm. lost weight. So that was, you know, they were kind of inspired by that going, my God, you know, each time I... Uh, over Christmas, it's a no-brainer. I'm putting yeah. on weight. So yeah. this time they didn't, and that was a really nice yeah, yeah. thing to be a part of that. I think there's many of us who who can relate to the post-Christmas lunch beached whale lying on the couch. Oh, my God, I've eaten so much. Yeah. So to, to not have that must be fantastic. Yes. So people kind of think it's going to be they're going to deprive themselves by not being able to feel like that. Yeah, it's like, yeah. really? I find that incredibly uncomfortable. And I think they would think so too. So yeah. so not only do they get to eat their favorite food still, yeah. but not eat too much of it. So you yeah. basically got the enjoyment of the food plus feeling quite empowered by the good decisions they've made. So it yeah, was yeah. it's a real win-win. So I mean like there is there's been so many stuff about diets and yo-yo dieting and diets that can do this and some that do that and the instant pill and da 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 and and it is it's a huge industry out there so why don't diets work you know what they don't actually change the way you do things so we've got habits we've all got habits some of them are good mm. and some of them are less than helpful mm-hmm. when you're thinking about weight loss so 
we, we, the habits are habits because we kind of like them. They work for us. Mm. But when you're talking about it with weight, mm. unless you actually get to change the habit, mm-hmm. then you don't change anything in the long term. So, of course, a diet is basically just forcing you into an unrealistic unreal, and uncomfortable position mm. for a definite period of time. You might get some results in the short term. But then you go back to normal. So normal was your habits. Mm. So the habit comes back of, oh, yeah, I'm a bit peckish after dinner or I'm a bit bored, so I'm going to start eating here. Whereas when you're on the diet, well, that was a definite no-no, but you never actually address the habit. So I think that's certainly one of the most important reasons that diets don't work is they don't actually teach you how to change your habits. Yeah, because I know for me, I've been on plenty of diets (laughs) from a very young age. And there's this concept I've heard about called white knuckling, whereas essentially I'm almost, I'm hanging on to a chair getting yeah. white knuckles just like don't go to the fridge don't yeah. go, don't eat chocolate don't eat chocolate so all yeah. I'm thinking about is eating chocolate so I guarantee you it's what's ultimately going to happen absolutely so I mean how do you how do you not have that that sense of being deprived I mean mm-hmm. so you're telling me that I can lose weight and still eat chocolate. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, the lady I've just seen two minutes ago, she's like, oh, I had uh, issues with chocolate. It's like, okay, cool. Let's work out when it is realistic to eat chocolate, mm-hmm. how much you're going to eat, and when what, when is the time that you're going to most enjoy that chocolate. Mm. So working out your non, non-negotiables and your negotiable times for, for eating these things. It's quite a difficult concept for people who have been dieting for a long time to actually go, oh, but I reckon once I start, I won't be able to stop. Yeah. And that's another thing I like to focus on for people is why do you want to lose weight? Mm. You know, people go, oh, you know what? I I, I guess I want to be healthy. Yeah. It's like, really? Well, you're not in hospital and you're looking pretty good to me. You yeah. know, you're actually managing to function exactly. So health is actually not the motivator that people might expect it to be. Yeah. A conversation this morning I was having, the lady said, I want to be healthy. I should be healthy. I've been told I need to lose weight. Mm. Like, why do you want to lose weight? She said, oh, I, I want to feel healthy. Well, you look okay to me. Yeah, well... I actually, we like to travel. They're a retired couple, mm-hmm. motorhome. And I said, so you like to travel. So what, what's being healthy or being lighter going to mean to you? And she's like, I just, I guess what, she actually started to tear up because she was thinking about the last holiday they had when she couldn't move around as much as she'd right. like. So her weight was impacting on something that she loved to do. Yeah, yeah. So you got to tap in for people into that. Okay that thing that's going to make them just about cry or get really passionate <laughs> about, that's what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so f- for me, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, as I've said, a nutritional over- overachiever, generous in size, <laughs> and I get people telling me all the time that I'm uh, essentially too big, too fat, overweight, whatever. These are people who love me and they're telling yeah. me for my own help. And I've got to tell you, I, I know you don't need to tell me. Exactly. But it's, but it's like... Um, there's this sense of I'm I'm wrong and people are telling me this kind of stuff and they say to me, it's just a matter of discipline and self-discipline. What would you say to that? I say that that's horrendous and it, I just, I cringe because I've heard it so many times before that not only from family, mm. but strangers come mm. up to people and it's just like, are you kidding me? Mm. You know, these people know, you know, if you're carrying a bit of mm. extra weight. So, and I think it is the worst possible thing to go, come on, man, do mm. something. But the, and like, you know, people come up and they'll rub my belly, you know, it's like, you wouldn't do it to a pregnant woman, but no. it's okay if it's a fat bloke. Yeah, it's an interesting one. And I see... 
a lot of clients that, that describe a history mm. of from, from a very young age of being mm. put on a diet mm. and being forced to eat stuff that the rest of the family, you know, they can have that good stuff, but yeah. you can't. So they're made to feel that you're not quite good enough yeah. the way you are. Yeah. And that is an uphill battle to get over that. So mm. not only have you got the, the downer of the diet, but you've also got that message that keeps on getting hammered home. You're not quite good enough as good the enough. rest of us. It's just, I find that horrendous. So definitely one of the things that I look at is building up self-esteem. And I've got this um, strategy for, for motivation, but also reminding yourself that you can do things. Mm. You achieve things every day. Mm, so mm. not to buy into the messages you're mm, getting from other mm. people. Because that's the thing, like... Uh, from what I understand, weight loss, it's not just a physical thing. It's not just um, shifting your, your food consumption and doing more exercise. There is a lot of this this mental or this internal voices that you've got to address as well. Absolutely. From my opinion, I reckon that that is, that's the majority of it. So right. I, I wrote, wrote a book, it's called Body Warfare, uh, The Permanent Solution or The Secret to Permanent Weight Loss. Right. I can't remember the name of my own book. <laughs> but it's, it is talking all about the headspace. Yeah. It's about, you know, you've got to be aware that you're doing it in the first place. Yeah. Then you've got to know what you're going to do next time it happens. So it's about this planning, this awareness, as well as the 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 knowing why yeah, yeah, and yeah. how to motivate yourself as you go along. Okay. So what do you reckon are the biggest challenges that people who want to lose weight, what do you reckon the biggest challenges are that they face? That they face or that they fall into. It's uh, Both. Let's go yeah, for both. Yeah. Look, I guess the, the, the major the major thing that people really, the same trap that they fall into, they go on a diet. And as you said earlier, it's the focus on what I can't eat. Yeah. Must not eat chocolate. Don't eat chocolate. 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 Mm. Chocolate. And of course, as you say, you know, straight away to the chocolate. Yeah. So the whole idea that you can start something and then, and, 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 and keep it going forever, mm. avoiding your favourite foods, mm. is totally ridiculous. No wine, no chocolate, no biscuits, no birthday cake. If you have them, you're really bad. You saw one with I'm not living. You know, exactly. if, if, I'm, if I'm just having bloody celery and lettuce, exactly. stuff this. Exactly. And you know what? That is what, that's the trap. That's that diet square that people have got their, their mm. head into. So for me, it's about breaking out of that. It's about saying, you know what? That that way that you're doing things just traps you. Yep. We are human beings. We are designed to rebel. If someone puts you in a square and says, do not step out of that square. Oh, yeah. You're going to toe the line. You're going to, well, what happens if I put my toe over that? We're designed to rebel. Yeah, so yeah. so don't give yourself anything to rebel against. Yep. So don't ban stuff. And I think that's that's one of the um, big things. Mm. A couple of others. Let me see if these uh, ring anything truth for you, yep. Warwick. Jeez, I've had a busy day. I have had such a busy day and I'm incredibly tired. I know I thought I was going to go for a walk now, but really... All I deserve is to sit down on this couch and relax because, my God, what is a man supposed to do? Is he supposed to flog himself endlessly? You know, I need to sit down and relax. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. And there's one, I'm a little bit tired in the afternoon. I, I reckon, I reckon probably what I need is some sugar. That's it. Yeah, bit of a hit right, right in the guts that's going to get me fired up oh, for the yeah. rest of the afternoon. So give me that chocolate. So we've got these get out of, get off the diet free excuse cards that yes. we pull out and use over and over again. Yep. So 
even though when when I might be saying that to myself, I know it's wrong. <laughs> like I know it's wrong, <laughs> yep. but I'm just like, oh yeah, I can use that. Absolutely. So it, it's kind of so what you got to do is have these strategies for in those moments to go. Right. Okay, when I'm in that moment, yep. what am I going to say to myself to turn that around? Because yep. you're not looking for much. You're just looking for a tiny thing to get you off the hook. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. you got to have quite a powerful thing <laughs> to keep you back on it. Yeah, so yeah. that's kind of the way I work with people is to go, okay, what's going to be that powerful thing yep. that keeps you from yep. falling into those, taking up those excuse cards? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what other challenges do people face? So certainly um, having an unrealistic or quite um, ill-defined kind of end result. It was funny. I was talking just yesterday to a lady and she was describing a client of hers saying, yeah, I've got this, this client. She says in six months, she wants to have a six pack and have a 38, 24, 38 figure. It's like, wow. I said, gee, I said, has she ever seen a six pack on a woman? You know, does she, you know, we see it on the guys and go, whoa, that looks good. That That's great. Um, wouldn't mind a six pack, yeah. but I'm not sure it's not just more to run your fingers over <laughs> rather than to have one yourself. So it's kind of, we've got these airy fairy yeah. ideas of what the media tells us we yeah. might want to look like. So we're going for that without actually any any idea of what it actually means to us, yeah. you know, how much exercise you're going to have to do in a day well, that's in order I, to get that. I see that. some of these, I've got some friends who are very fit and man, like they are at the gym for an hour and a half at least every day. Then they do their cardio on top. They're essentially vegetarian and eat like eight tiny little meals a day. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, I wouldn't do that. I would not do that. So you cannot expect the results of someone who is. Yeah. So it is about getting that realistic um, impression for yourself about what you want to look like yeah. and make sure that it actually is what you can do. Do you find that, that many of your clients really have no idea of their own body shape? Sometimes, and it's an interesting one, and I think it, it depends if you're if you're male or female here. Right. Generally, what what we know is that a female will actually overestimate their body size and yeah. say, "Oh, I'm I'm enormous." Yeah. And you know what? Interestingly, on that track, going off on a slight tangent, is they get to fifty or sixty and they go, "Oh my god." I was 20 years old and thought I was enormous. I was perfect. Yeah, yeah, what was yeah. I thinking? Yeah, and yeah. then we've got, on the other hand, the fellas who go, oh, they hold it all in and reckon, I reckon I look probably just about the same as I did when I was playing footy in my 20s. There's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. Yeah. And then breathe out. So yeah, yeah. so you kind of, you, there's different perceptions yeah, definitely. Yeah. And come at that question coming from a man, I'm like, yeah, perhaps that, that, that would go with you on that one. <laughs> you might well, underestimate I've heard him. it said that men will never, no, women will never be equal to men until they can walk down the street with their gut hanging out, a bald spot and, <laughs> and saggy bits everywhere thinking I'm in top form. <laughs> Absolutely. And oh, hallelujah. You know, that would be a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think if you've got that that idea of that self-confidence and self-esteem behind you, yeah. that is what you need for weight loss success. So, right. you know, it's just for you, Warwick, it's probably about let's channel, channel yeah, yeah. that confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we've talked about some of the challenges that the people have got. Um, so... What are some of the things that we can do? We've talked about you need confidence. We talked about building self esteem. We've talked about so 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 guide us through. Um, you know, you you've written the book on mm. what it takes to have sustainable weight loss in in ways that is going to work for you. Body, this whole concept of of body warfare. Yeah. What are some of the things that that people can do? Yeah. Look, I guess 
to, for my for my experience, the three there's three things that actually people really need mm. in order to have a successful and sustainable weight loss plan. The first thing is is accurate, sound nutrition information. Right. There is so much knowledge out there now, mm. and so it's like, do I eat carbs or don't I? Do I have to become vegetarian in order to lose weight? Yeah. Is gluten-free good for you? What's this next superfood I should be eating? Yep, yep. So, you know... It, do I do a detox cleanse? What about the kale juicing diet? Absolutely. Blah, blah, blah. This is green juice. <laughs> I'm supposed to be going, mmm. <laughs> you know? So, it, yeah, there is so much information out there. Yep. And I think, you know... It's easy for me, even as a dietitian, to fall into the trap and say, oh, people know what they should be doing. Yeah. But I'm actually thinking they may not anymore because there is so much information and common sense doesn't come into it when you're wanting to lose yeah, weight, yeah, particularly yeah. with a dieting history. So for me, most of the time what I do with my clients is ask them to unlearn what they already know right. because sometimes it's quite flawed. And if you're coming from a flawed knowledge base, mm. that's what you believe to be true. Yeah. You're just going to be following that yeah, round yeah. and round. And, so, and I I think what a lot of people do nowadays is first step, let's go to the internet. And yes. if you see it on the internet, it must be true. Absolutely. And and there's yeah. just a lot of rubbish out there, isn't there? There really is. And then you open up the magazine if you're not on the internet or you're reading the magazine on the internet and here's the next celebrity diet of this person and how she yeah. manages to stay looking like this. So, yeah. So it sounds to me like, and, and you might be the first dietitian to ever admit it, but are you telling me there's not one solution that fits everyone? <laughs> you know what? There is not one solution. And I guess that is the thing with all this information because there is actually being some good quality research being done. Yeah. So you know what? For some people, it is going to be a slightly lower carb option. For other people, it's going to be, you know, you can have your normal amount of carbs and let's pull and change a few other things. It's definitely not a one-size-fits-all, yeah. and it's definitely because everyone's habits are different, mm. everyone's confidence levels are different, and life experience are different. Yeah. So absolutely, the approach to weight loss needs to be different. Okay. So the very first step is get some professional advice on what is suited to your it's pretty much going to be your body, your lifestyle, your you know, because different age ranges are going to need different things, different job roles, like if you're a physical in a factory versus if you're working behind a computer all day, is going to be different as well. If you're yeah. an active sport player, if you're, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, yeah, for everybody. And if I guess if we're talking about that weight loss thing, then, you know, everyone has a has a different experience in life and what mm. their sustainable plan is going to be is going yep. to look very different yep. to somebody else's. Yeah, so yeah. every, you know, every, even if I, even in a seven-client session with individual appointments, I see they're all going to have different solutions yeah. on the page when yeah. they leave. Yeah. But also if there's contributing health factors as well, you know, yeah. because some people will have other health issues oh, absolutely. that may require certain medication, which then stacks the weight on or takes the weight off or, you know, yeah. I mean, and because there are some people also who, who, and it's hard to believe this, want to gain weight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, it all does actually come down to weight gain or weight loss to planning. Yeah. You know, it's about and knowing where you're going, having that goal, um, to what you've got to do next, right. as opposed to this pie in the sky idea of where you want to be yep. and no idea how you're going to get there. So you just fall back on the latest diet yeah, yeah, and yeah. hope that the white knuckle is going to get you to where you want to be. <laughs> but you know what? It just never does. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So we talked about how um, 
you've got to get uh, a, basically a, an independent perspective on on what your needs are. And then the next thing you were just talking about then is really having a strategy. Like mm. what is it that you want to achieve? And it's probably fair to say you almost need some external advice on whether that's reasonable. You know, for example, for me, I'm six foot three, I'm pretty broad shoulders. So for me to drop to 80 kilos, it's probably not going to be possible yeah. and, and be able to actually have any energy to, to do anything because I'm, I am a big unit for yeah. want of a better term. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And I think this is this is one of the keys of being realistic about your expectations. A, a, a lot of people come in and they say, yes, well, I've been told I should be 60 kilos, 80 mm. kilos. I'm currently 100, 120, you mm. know, and this is male or female. And I sort of have to say, you know what? There's, there, it's not going to happen. So don't worry about that. If you know, research will tell us if you can lose between five and ten percent of your body weight and keep it off, a you're doing better than most people, and b you are making some clinically significant gains in your health. Mm. So the number of people that have said, ah, oh, yeah, well, you know, when I'm discussing how what their weight's done over their life, yeah, well, I lost fifteen kilos then, but I, and that was good, but I really needed to lose thirty, and I couldn't lose the other, and it was just all too much, and so bang, they stopped yeah. their efforts, the weight goes back on. So having that realistic goal at the outset and I guess having someone explain what that is, is a really important thing. Because there's a difference between a realistic goal and utter fantasy. Yes. And and I think a lot of us get hooked up in that utter fantasy, don't we? Absolutely. I mean, the media drives utter fantasy. Sometimes it's actually even um, backed up by our GP because on paper, mm. you know, we have got the, the tools to work out what the healthy weight range is for your height. And, and I guess if that's what all you're going on, then that's what might, you might be told. But yeah. it, it's just there's a whole lot of other yeah, stuff. Yeah, and I've seen things lately. We're talking about how, you know, stuff like there's BMI, there's percent body fat, there's those weight to height ratio charts that you see in the doctor, there's yeah. max VO2 stuff like there's so many different ways to measure how you, your level of quote fitness end yeah. quote yeah. Um, and you know whether you're you know obese morbidly obese or ready to die you know it, yeah. it's it's and some of those graphs they actually don't represent reality no absolutely not I mean certainly the BMI you look at that and and someone who has is very muscly mm. um, so you're, you're you're like a short stocky adult I remember I had a friend years ago and he was a bodybuilder and he went for a um, a competition license for racing car driving and he went to the GP because that's you got to do and on 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 um the paper he was like had a bmi a body mass index of 40 which put him firmly in the obese category and yet so the doctor's sort of looking there and go you've got a very high heart disease risk um but you know when on looking up it's like oh okay but you're actually very fit so so yeah i, I don't like to rely on those kind of measures because yeah. they they actually a they they perhaps may steer people down a track that's not realistic and b it, it they may not actually even be applicable for that yeah. person yeah. for sure all right so what other things can we do to help have sustainable weight reduction yeah so so i guess you've got number one nutrition information it's yep. got to be sound nutrition information yep. so you do have to be careful where you get that from yep. um, number two it is motivation and we have spoken a little bit about motivation and mm. what motivates people but I think people mistakenly believe that motivation just because they want to lose weight means that their motivation is gonna gonna just naturally come yep. and it's it's never gonna go away yep. so you know you really need a strategy for 
for boosting your own motivation. Right. So, you know, it starts with a discussion um, like I did with that lady this morning. starts with a discussion. Why? What's it going to mean to you mm-hmm. to be lighter? What do you want to do that you can't do now? Yep. How do you want to feel that you're not feeling now? So yep. I've got a couple of little questions you can ask yourself just on the spot that you go, wow, you know, I can I can reinvigorate that, that motivation. Yeah. So that is the key and it, it isn't... It isn't really about willpower. Yeah. It's about creating a compelling reason yeah. for why you want to make these better decisions. So essentially you're talking about is that fight between the instant gratification of I want this now and the long-term gratification of like, I actually know I don't want this now. I want what dropping the weight level or being a different shirt size or whatever that is, I want what that brings me and being able to amplify that so it drowns out the instant gratification. Absolutely. So if I go back to that example this morning, the lady who wants to travel, she thinks back to her last holiday and goes, my God, I was just about incapacitated, couldn't get around as much as I wanted. So comes to morning tea time, I'm not really that hungry, a coffee would do it, Um, but there's a muffin. Do I eat the muffin and get that instant gratification, yep. or do I picture that against my last holiday and what yep. I want my next one to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it becomes an easier decision to yep. make then. So there's some there's some key strategies that people can put in right. place to actually just boost your motivation on yeah, the yeah. spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, okay. And look, I know for me, one of the things I'm a sucker for free food. Like yeah. when I'm emceeing different conferences and stuff, there's just stacks of catering, and it's usually you know cakes and muffins and desserts and stuff, mm. and and it is that challenge between that long-term motivation. Yeah. Okay, so it's about um, health and nutritional advice, having some motivation. What else? Yep, accountability. Right. So you know what? You can be motivated and you can have the right, right, you know, the knowledge of what you're sort of going to do, mm. but it really helps to have that, that accountability, that person to, to bounce back to. So I think, you know, if you are prepared to invest in a solution, mm-hmm. it's going to be, it's going to be a probably different than what you've done in the past, just going yep. and doing a diet on your own. Yep. But also you have skin in the game. You know, yep. you, you, you've actually put an investment either of time or money or both yep. into that to, to make that sort of happen. Yep. So the saddest thing I find with clients is when they say to me, I know what I've got to do. I've just got to go and do it. Yeah. And you know, I know, I know they're going to go home and do exactly the same thing and <laughs> it's going to be really frustrating. So the ones that are succeeding are the ones that say, you know what, I am struggling. Mm-hmm. I have struggled and I'm actually now don't yeah. want to struggle so much anymore. Yeah. So, so in, in essence, it's, it's kind of the easier approach to have this accountability, this mentor who's actually going to push you yeah. further than what you've gone yeah. before So and yeah. challenge you in, in different directions. I so. think it's funny, you know, in speaking to some of, some of my friends who have been on diets and stuff, we've all done the whole, right, I'm going on a diet and this time it's going to be, and then someone whips out a Tim Tam or something <laughs> and you're just like, no one else knows, so yes. I'll just have the Tim Tam. Whereas the accountability means someone else knows. Someone else knows. And so Absolutely. there is there is that backup. Mm. And I guess it's the whole, you know, we, we hear people talk about the whole yo-yo diets. You go on a diet again and again and you get the same old result. Mm. And it is that thing that, you know, Albert Einstein has been attributed to saying in terms of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Yes. So you're really talking about do you want to get serious with this yeah. and what are you prepared to do to, to make that happen. Yeah. Do you know what I actually would love to do for people, Warwick, is to turn them from dieters into chocolate eaters. That's what I want to do. Yeah, exactly. I want to show people that you don't have to be deprivational. You just need to learn to plan 
have a good reason. And and when you're talking about foods like chocolate, the traditionally banned foods, Mm -hmm. it's about learning how to eat them. Mm-hmm. Learning how instead of using them as a um, as a as a like a backfire to a failure, to actually plan when you're going to enjoy them. So it brings a whole different slant on the whole thing. So hopefully Albert Einstein would love that approach <laughs> in that it's doing something different. Yeah. So you get a different outcome. Yeah, I think that's great because I think the deprivation element has just caused so much damage over the years, and because yes. it, it's just that I just you can't hold out. Uh, Lisa, that's, there's some fantastic ideas that you've been sharing with us, some some great stuff. If people want to get in touch with you to find out more or to get your help, how can they get in contact with you? So I guess the best way is um, through my website, which is www.bodywarfare.com.au. So on the website, you've got some free resources. Um, it's an opportunity to sign up to my newsletter. There is also a, um, a health assessment. So if you want to know and get some ideas on where you can go a little bit better and what little things you might like to change, then you click on that one. But if you're really serious, if you actually want to, um, you know, make it happen, you're sick of actually what you've been doing in the past, then we have a program called Make It Happen. Awesome. So you know what? What what you get for that is you get a copy of my book. There's a CD and a DVD, which which is everything around motivation and also just some tips on shopping and, and, and breakfast and how, how to make these make things things happen. Yeah. So as and it also includes in that package some six email consultations too. So you get that personal accountability that you yeah. build in there yeah. as well, as well as the nutrition expert advice too. So right. so if you're really keen Yep. And I'd love to link up with you because I passionately believe that long-term dieters can be chocolate eaters. Okay, yeah, fantastic. So for any, so that again, just I'll just give that website again. It's www.bodywarfare.com.au to get those free resources. You can sign up for the tips and information in the newsletter. Uh, if you're really keen to get a cracking, uh, check out the Make It Happen package. It, it, it sounds fantastic. I love the idea of shifting from a dieter to a chocolate eater. That's magnificent. Lisa Wren, thank you so much for your time today. It's been fantastic to have you here. Thanks, Warwick. That's another episode of Entrepreneurs in Action. Make sure you tune in next time. Uh, I've been Warwick Merry, your host. You've been listening to Entrepreneurs in Action, proudly brought to you by the Entrepreneurs Alliance Inner Circle. They work with entrepreneurs to create wealth, freedom and connections. You can find out more about them at www.eaic.com.au. Well, that's it for this edition of the Entrepreneurs in Action. Thanks for joining me. I've been your host, Warwick Merry from warwickmerry.com. I look forward to joining you next time for another episode of Entrepreneurs in Action. <music>